Hello, it's attorney Susan Ingalls. I am at Ingalls Angle, and it's Think Like a Lawyer Thursday. You come in here with a skull full of mush, and you leave thinking like a lawyer. Okay, today I want to talk about these um, scammers that call from a spoofed number pretending to be the IRS or some other kind of government agency or the police or something of that nature. This is happening a lot um, lately. In fact, when I mention it to um, friends, family, clients, and others, um, I find that a lot of people are getting these calls, and it can be kind of scary. It can be concerning. Um, And what happens is a scammer will call um, demanding money from you saying, you know, you are guilty of tax evasion, that you haven't paid your taxes, you owe money, it has to be paid right now, and that sort of thing. And it can be kind of scary, especially for um, people who don't realize how many kinds of scams are out there. So... In the last week, I have gotten a spoof uh, phone call from a recording or of a recording where they're um, a- accusing me of, um, you know, going to be arrested in 24 hours and this kind of thing. So you have got to hear this. It is so ridiculous, but it could scare up people who didn't know any better. So uh, here you go. Listen up. tax filings from the headquarters of the IRS which will get expired in next 24 working hours. And once it gets expired after that, you will be taken under custody by the federal officers as there are four serious allegations pressed on your name at this moment. We would request you to get back to us so that we can discuss about this case before taking any legal action against you. The number to reach us is... Can you believe that? You know, some people would be scared if they um, got a call like that. And, you know, they're, um, these are spoofed calls, which basically means that they have, um, they're calling um, in a way that makes it look like they're actually calling from a real IRS number or a real um, police station number. So don't be fooled. Don't be a victim. Just remember that although the IRS does use private debt collectors now, there's a few things that they're not going to do. One of the most important things is they're not going to demand that you pay taxes without having given you notice of what is owed or that something is owed or um, giving you an opportunity to appeal the amount that they say you owe. Um, They're not going to threaten to immediately bring the police um, to arrest you for not paying. That doesn't happen. Also, um, they're not going to make a call to you to demand immediate payment over the phone with a certain type of payment. These scammers are usually asking for your bank account information so that they can get into your bank and uh, cause you other problems um, through money being stolen out of your bank account. Now, remember, the one of the most important things about scammers is this. You don't want to engage with them or respond to them. Um, they're trained to engage in a conversation with you that will sometimes convince you that you do, in fact, 
uh, owe this money. So if you do receive a phone call like this or a suspicious message like the one you just heard that I got, here's some you know, things to think about. Uh, number one, if you receive a call from someone claiming to be from the IRS and you don't owe any tax, or if you can immediately tell that it's a scam, kind of like the one you just heard that I got, uh, just don't engage. Don't give them any information. Um, that just gives them a chance to kind of get into a conversation with you and start trying to convince you. So just hang up. It's okay to just hang up the phone. Um, also, um, don't call them back. In the message that I got, the phone number was left. And, of course, I didn't call back the phone number because, again, they will just try to engage you in conversation to try to convince you that they really are the IRS and that you really do owe money and you're going to go to jail if you don't pay it. Um, also, if you think that maybe you do owe a tax and you're a little worried about it, still, don't give out any information. Call the IRS directly. And their number is 1-800-829-1040. And you can discuss your specific situation with them. You know, they're going to give you a chance to work out some way of paying the tax debt. They're not going to demand immediate full payment from your uh, bank account. You can also contact TIGTA, which is the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration. Um, that's an office where you can report a scam. That's 1-800-366-4484. And I encourage you to report any spam calls that you do get. They have a form on their website called the IRS Impersonation Scam Report. So you can download that and send one in. You can also um, do uh, a complaint with the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, that's ftc.gov. They also have a form with a complaint assistant online. Um, and you want to, of course, be sure to add that that's the IRS um, telephone scam that you're getting. So look, um, keep your personal information safe. Remain alert. Um, don't worry about getting arrested for tax evasion um, just because somebody happens to um, call you on the phone and do what these people um, did to me. This has been Attorney Susan Ingalls. I am at Ingalls Angle, and it's Think Like a Lawyer Thursday. come in here with a skull full of mush and you leave thinking like a lawyer. Hello, this is attorney Susan Ingalls. I am at Ingalls Angle and it's Think Like a Lawyer Thursday. You come in here with a skull full of mush and you leave thinking like a lawyer. Today I want to talk about Trading in your car to get a new car and the negative uh, equity situation. 
So sometimes a car dealer will advertise, we'll pay off your loan no matter how much you owe. Well, um, in that case, you may owe more on your car than it's worth, meaning you have negative equity. And so that promise to pay off your entire loan might be misleading. So, for example, maybe you want to trade in your car for a newer model. Your loan payoff is $18,000, but your car is only worth $15,000. So, you have negative equity of $3,000. And that has to be paid off in full when you trade in your vehicle. So, if the dealer promises to pay off the $3,000, it shouldn't be included in your new car loan. But some dealers do <clears throat> add the $3,000 to the loan for your new car, deduct the amount from your down payment, or do both things. In either case, that's going to increase your monthly payment. Not only would the $3,000 be added to the principal, but you would also be financing it or paying additional interest on it. So understanding how that negative equity situation works in a trade-in um, of your vehicle situation will help you hopefully make a better informed choice about purchasing and financing a car and help you identify whether the claim in that car ad that promises to pay off your loan is really true or not. You know, federal law does require that before you sign a contract to finance the purchase of a car, the dealer has to give you certain disclosures about the cost of that credit. So read those disclosures and look for the details about that down payment and the amount financed. Be sure that you understand how your negative equity in that trade-in is going to be treated before you sign the contract. Otherwise, you may wind up paying a whole lot more than what you were thinking. You can figure out what your uh, current car is worth <clears throat> before negotiating that purchase of a new car by visiting the NADA uh, guide or the National Automobile Dealers Association or the Kelly Blue Book. So keep that in mind when you're going to buy that new car and always remember that you should read the fine print and understand those terms and conditions. This has been Susan Ingalls. I am at Ingalls Angle and it's Think Like a Lawyer Thursday. You come in here with a skull full of mush and you leave thinking like a lawyer.